Welcome back to the Core Life Podcast. My name is Oscar Magana. This is Season 5, Episode... Oh, I've always forgot. I think it's Episode 9. Yes, Episode 9. Uh, this episode will be dedicated towards guns, health, and being cat dad. Uh, with me is my boy Rob. Yo, what up, what up? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name Rob, born and raised in Aurora. Um, many of you that's listening to the uh, TQL pod most likely know me, have heard about me. Um, so just going to spread a little knowledge and my beliefs on, like he said, you know, guns, gun laws, being a cat dad, um, <laughs> fitness and different things like that, you know? Um, yeah, man, I've been, I've, been, I've been thinking about making a podcast with you for a while, especially about like the gym. But I wasn't, I haven't, I, I, I literally started going back to the gym uh this like in june right when the gym shorts are opening up i got uh me and danielle got a membership up here in ufc and i've been going at least four times a week oh that's what's up like one an hour doing cardio you know doing chest doing biceps doing triceps back you know just getting back in the routine right, and, right. and losing weight because i you know i'm getting married next year so i gotta make sure i congrats to that again thank you um you know make make sure i'm i'm the best person i am exactly exactly um, but what what made you you know get into this like whole fitness like so it, it started off back in like um i say it started off in like middle school because uh, back in middle school you know i was i was shorter obviously i wasn't athletic i wasn't into sports like that um and i was like really chubby so uh where'd you, you go know? to middle school Simmons. Okay. Yeah. So um, I went to Simmons, and that's where it actually started because I got in football in sixth grade. But like I said, I was short and chubby and not athletic at all. Um, I didn't have no self esteem, no self confidence, anything like that. You know, I was the funny, goofy dude that everybody knew of. But when you really talked to me, dude, I didn't have, I didn't, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then football, you know, I started playing football for Simmons uh, in sixth grade. And you know, when it comes football comes, you know, the gym comes. And that was my first time really, you know, messing with weights and stuff like that. And then a year or two after me getting, you know, deep into it, I was like, man, you know, I'm getting taller, I'm getting leaner, the muscle mass is coming. You know, girls are starting to talk to me, you know, I'm getting a little <laughs> bit more confidence, man. Is, is this is what the gym do? Oh, this is crazy. Just imagine what they could do two, three, four years from now. So, um... That's what actually got me, you know, got me into it because I seen how drastic of a change it made my self-esteem and my self-confidence. And I was like, dude, I love this. This is amazing. I was feeling really shitty at one point. And then the gym just totally changed that. It did a whole 180. And that's what got me into fitness. I was like, you know, if it could change my outlook on life like that, I could do that for others too. So why not? So, yeah, that's actually where it started at, to be honest. Because I started, I mean, I've I've had a, a love-hate relationship with working out. Um in high school, I was more obviously skinnier. I was like, I would hit weights because I was like in soccer, I was in baseball. Right. So, depending on the sport, I would, that that's like the different workout uh, routines they'll have me in. Um, and in college, that's where like I had more, I hit more weights. But then I also was drinking and eating more. Okay. <laughs> so like it wasn't like I, I was getting bigger. Like stomach, like my stomach got big, and then but I also was getting more muscle mass, so I was right. getting heavier. Um, and then at one point, I just stopped working out and kept eating. Oh, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, but that's how I go though. That's how I go for a lot of people. It's not an uncommon thing for that to happen, mm-hmm. especially like uh, for instance, let's say uh, like the with the quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like everybody that I've been talking to, um, and you know, all my gym heads, uh, you know, we was killing it 
two, three months before all this quarantine stuff uh, started happening. Everybody was breaking plateaus, hitting accomplishments, um, you know, making new PRs. And then this shutdown happened. And it's like, you only could do so much from home. And not even then, it's like, you know, working out in the gym and working out at home are two totally different beats, dude. It's like, you can be, uh, you go to the gym five, six days a week and kill it every single time you go in the gym. But then when you come home, trying to do that three, four times out the week, dude, it's, it's just different. You got to have a different mindset, a different mm-hmm. mentality towards it. Because uh, if you don't got a certain mentality towards it, yeah, it's definitely going to, you know, end up, you know, I've been eating a lot because of this quarantine. That's all I was doing. But I wasn't trying. I mean, I wasn't really working out like I was supposed to. Um, so that's why I said it's not an uncommon thing to do. I feel like everybody fell in that uh, that little lull since the quarantine thing happened, too. Because I know, like, right when quarantine started, um, Danielle was trying to look for weights. And there was, like, no weights anywhere. Like, Dick Sporting's good, Walmart, Target. It was gone, and then if you, you would go to, uh, oh, oh, no, let me see where she at. Nah, she, they're, they're playing with the cable. Sorry, we're, 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 Rob's cat, you know, <laughs> but my cat does the same thing, so it's all right. No, what I was saying, um, like on the offer up, like apps, like the, you know, they were charging like, I don't know, triple the amount of what? Yeah, yeah, like it was like a twenty-five pounder was like seventy dollars, exactly. you know, and it's like which. And, and regular, you know, pricing would be, like, 50 or, like, less than that. Um, so, I know I know for, like, a lot of people had to do, like, home remedies, like, had to work out and had to, like, look at, like, videos where, like, you know, you you had to do it all on yourself. Um, what, what was your routine during the quarantine that, like, at least try to keep you in a, on the same level of, like, routine-wise? Right, right. So, you don't break it. Um, so to be honest, the first, you know, the first couple of, couple of weeks I was, you know, I was actually on it. I wasn't doing exactly what I was doing at the gym, obviously, but, um, I devote at least 45 minutes a day to doing something active, uh, regardless of if that was, you know, hooping with my guys or, um, regardless if it was, you know, a little 30, 40 minute workout, uh, Mm -hmm. circuit in the crib, I was trying to do something. Um, I did that for the first like two months and then, um, after that, that's when that quarantine low hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you were seeing on my Snap or my Instagram, dude, I was cooking every single day. Dude, some some was, shit was macking, bro. bro I was good. cooking every day. <laughs> and then, just like you said, you yeah. know, I was like, you know, I was eating a lot, but I was working out a lot, too. But then at one point, I was eating a lot, and I stopped working out. Yeah. So it got to be to that point for, like, three, four weeks. And I was like, man, I didn't gained about 12 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was just hard because, like I said, I'm a... I'm a heavy gym goer, I would say for myself, but at the same time, like I said, working out at home, you just got to have a whole totally different mindset for it because if it's not built for everybody, you know, you can do it, but it takes time and nobody was expecting the gyms to close. So it was just an abrupt change of your day to day. And it was just really hard for everybody to, you know, not accept just the virus going around, but to have to change your whole workouts. Mm -hmm. So it messed a lot of people up. So... Um, now that the gyms are open, like, what has, did you, like, you know, off the gate start going back into, like, hitting, like, heavy weights that you did? Or, like, did you have to, like, go back a couple, like, 
like plates and and start Man, from from back it was a humbling experience <laughs> the first, to say the least it was a humbling experience the first like two three workout sessions because you know obviously you know me being the gym goer and being in the gym for all the years that i have i was like you know what i'm gonna just go back to it and you know get back to what i was doing and i still remember i was on the squat rack and i put up the weight that i normally you know was just repping six seven times easy and I went, I got down the first time. I was like, okay, maybe just need to wake my muscles up a little bit. Went down the second time and I was like, mm, if I go down again, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it back up. So, <laughs> yeah, I definitely had to shed off some pounds. But um, that's, I mean, that's the right thing to do too. Because a lot of people actually went back and, you know, messed themselves up because oh, yeah. they tried to do that. And it just ended up being really, really bad. So I would say anybody that's listening, if if you go into the gym, you haven't been to the gym since post or pre quarantine, take your time, uh, be humble, um, leave leave the pride at the door. Because uh, if not, you could definitely injure yourself. Because I know, like, at, at the peak of my lifting, which was a couple years ago, um, you know, I, I was I was squatting like a good like like two something. I was benching like. What's that like? One eighty, two, two thirty-five, two plates. Two twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. two twenty-five. Um, you know, I, and I had a good routine going on. Um, so going back to the gym and, and, and dedicating myself to to, you know, be at least to a, a point where like I'm more healthier. Right. Um, I had to think like, hey, I can't. I don't have the same strength as I do. You know couple years ago like I, I'm, I'm my muscle mass definitely has decreased right my strength has decreased my my cardio has decreased and all that stuff so um i i i don't ego lift okay that's good that's and really good. and and me going back to gym and, and just like looking what people do and stuff like that you i can definitely still see a couple people like like do that like just like like yeah like like a couple months ago i was doing this and now i was struggling or 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 at least putting a front for everyone right, in the gym right. that's like and for a lot of people this is like you know that whole new year's like new year me type thing right right now it's a quarantine like you know threw that all out the way. you know like yeah. it's it's like more people are, are going back to the gym uh that weren't in the gym be, you know pre-quarantine because now like you know people a lot like, a lot of people gain weight a lot of people were at home Definitely. they want to get out of the house um you know, want to shed the, those that that weight. You know, weight. like some people gain more weight than others. You know, so like it it shows that like more people like did some like like self not self analyze, but like I mean, I I, keep, I see what you I see what you're coming from. You know, they look at the bigger picture and see um you know what's important and what's not. And mm-hmm. fitness obviously was one of the main things that you can um. You know, take from this quarantine thing is you know you got to take fitness uh, seriously because uh, if not, you can see how quick how quick it can go down, how quick your body can go down the drain, how quick mm-hmm. um, you know your health can go down the drain in a matter of months, let alone years. So um, that's why it actually you know the quarantine well, obviously is a terrible thing that we're going through this right now. Mm-hmm. But I can honestly say and probably vouch for a few people that the quarantine brought out. Um, the best and the worst, but uh, some of the best things is like, you know, once everything did slowly start opening up, all those things that we've been procrastinating on for the last few months or a few years, we actually started to get to it. So that's why you said when you went to the gym, you know, you seen people that never really even was in the gym before the quarantine, mm-hmm. now they in it. Those are amazing things. That's what everybody should start doing, you know, uh, 
Because when I look at fitness, I don't look at it for like, um, you know, the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months. This is a longevity thing. I'm not a big fan of like the instant gratification. So like what I'm doing now is, you know, so I could play football and basketball with my grandkids type thing. I'm not just thinking about next year. I'm thinking about 15, 20 years from now when people that wasn't really in the gym, you know, back and knees and ankles is hurting. I still could bend down and pick up my grandkids and throw the football and shoot some hoops with my uh, kids and different things like that. So um, that's why, you know, the, like I said, the quarantine was bad. But one good thing I can uh, say that came from it was everybody realizing that fitness is actually a huge priority in life. So, well, I had, I had a conversation with my friends uh, from work or like, I think it was a couple of days ago. And I, I want to ask you this. Does lifting heavy, you know, be, being being like a, a gym rat equal being a good fighter? Definitely no. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> like, not. Like if, if you're like a, a meathead. That don't mean nothing. Like. Trust me. You know? Trust me. I didn't know. <laughs> Look. Because a lot of people have that, you know. That stereotype, you know, the stronger you are, the better you fight. Those are two totally different things. I know dudes that weigh 100 pounds that can knock out some 225, 245 dudes and vice versa. So, you know, just being strong doesn't mean anything. I can be the strongest person in the city, but if I can't fight, I can't fight. You know, just because I can bench 500 <laughs> pounds don't mean I can go toe-to-toe with somebody standing up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely not true at all. And what are, like, the... What what are like the the unwritten rules in the gym that like irritates the fuck out of you when like someone like like little pet peeves like yeah. little gym etiquette yeah um one rack your weights that's that's the one that most people know rack your weights because we are grown we ain't got time to pick up your weights I'm in the middle of my set I shouldn't have to deal with that um two mirror space that's mm. that's a really big thing that not too many people really know of mirror space is a big thing because you know uh. People, you know, one of the biggest motivations in the gym is seeing yourself progress. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, looking in the mirror and, you know, you see your body, you got a sweat, you got a decent pump. You might see a different vein or two that wasn't there a week or two before. So, like, looking at yourself in the mirror, lift, is is a satisfying thing. And, you know, when you're satisfied with what you're doing, you keep doing it. So, you know, you maintain that um, consistency in the gym. So if somebody, you know, you you feeling yourself and you hitting curls or squats or whatever the case may be, and somebody jump in front of you, it's uh, like they just cut off all of the motive, not all of it, but they just cut off a big chunk of motivation that you had. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say rack your weights. Um. Let me see the mirror space, and um. Yeah, don't try to be on five different machines at the same time and expect for people to not get on them when you walk away. Cause um. Yeah, there's a lot of people here, especially with the quarantine thing, you know, the the social distancing thing. So it limits a lot of things. Um, so if you, one person, are trying to use five different machines at the same time with a full house, it's not really going to work. So, um, yeah, I would say those things. The the mirror space, the racking your weights, and, um, yeah, try try not to do too much. Stay to one, maybe two machines if they're close together. Other than that, just do it one at a time like everybody else is doing. I think the the unwritten rule which is should be i mean it's probably a written rule somewhere that i feel like a, not a lot of people are following but now more people are following it's like cleaning after yourself oh definitely but like the spray and, and the and you know getting like you know paper towel or something right you know i only saw that in in planet fitness sometimes when i went to export i didn't really see a lot of people cleaning after themselves but now like 
every time every time I finish, you know, a machine or, or free weights or, you know, the bench or whatever I'm using, I just go, you know, spray right, one more time, right. clean it. Um, and the staffer is really, the, at least the staff in UFC, shout out to them, are really cool about it because, like, even I've seen it where, like, they pay attention to, like, who uses what machine. Right. And then after you clean, they still come and clean it. Exactly. Um, so, like, I think, and I think I, I've been seeing more people cleaning after themselves and stuff like that, which, I mean, we should have been doing that a long time ago. Right, right. But now it's, like, more people are, like, are more aware. You know, some people are wearing masks. Some people aren't in the gym. I don't wear masks, but I'm also not, like, you know. Right, you know, right. I'm not. I'm not spotting random people anymore either. Right. Um, but let's let's move away from you know st- still on the same topic, but you know diets and and, and eating. Okay. You know, um, what do you do? What, what you know? What what's your advice when it comes to people? You know, the intakes and stuff like that. So when it when it comes to I'm just give you basics like um, when when it comes to diet and that's like when they say you know diet is 80 percent of it. it it really is like um i used to go on this is before you know i got knowledgeable on certain things i used to go to the gym and i'm like you know what i could eat whatever because when i go to the gym i go crazy like i do what i gotta do and that's what's gonna get me to where i need to be i mean it can get you to a certain point where you know you're satisfied with how your body's looking and how you're feeling but once i actually was like one year i think it was in 2000 I say like 2017, 2018, I actually took diet seriously. And, you know, I counted my macros, macros, which are um, fat, protein, and carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I started counting my macros and seeing how much I was ingesting, seeing how much I should ingest, and I switched things up, so I started to eat cleaner. And when I tell you, within the first two to three weeks, dude, the, the progress that I made was just astounding. It was so crazy. And I was like, man, I feel like I just cheated myself out of so many gains if I would have started eating cleaner three, four, five years ago. So I would say um, keep it keep it clean, you know. Um, it, it's kind of hard to do somewhat if you're not really devoted to it. But I would just say, like, lean chicken, um, lean ground turkey, uh, ground beef, red meat. I eat that every once in a while um, for my carb sources. You know, sweet potatoes is one of my main factors. Um, regular potatoes, uh, rice, obviously, that's a staple. Um, and then my fats is like MCT oil. I drink that twenty four seven. Like that's a okay. one of my year they, uh, yearly fats. It's a healthy fat, a fat that burns fat. Yeah. Um, so avocado oil, coconut oil, different things like that. Um, it's it's not really hard to eat clean. It's just it involves a a lot of thinking and it involves a lot of work. But once you actually set aside and do some um, some research on your own and you find out what's good and what's bad. And then you actually stop being lazy and get up and actually cook something. One, you save a lot of money. Two, you learn a new trade, which is cooking. Um, and then three, your body is going to thank you for it because it's just like a car. Like if I put shitty gas in a car, I'm not going to expect it to run at its full capacity. Mm-hmm. Your body is the exact same way. If you shoving all this chemical based and, and um babe, if you if you shoving non-quality food in your system, your body's not going to work to its peak performance. Now, if you're giving it homegrown things, you know, the vegetables and the fats and the, the lean meats and different things like that, you're going to see your body performing at a different level than it was beforehand. But you still enjoy your, like, your junk food, right? Oh, I definitely. You see my snap. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> enjoy it. But, and that's another thing. That's when it goes to, you know, if you're going to enjoy your junk food, you got to make up for it in the gym. So that's what it goes about. So, like, I eat, people think I eat so clean. I don't at all, really. Um... Throughout the year, I'll say seven months, I eat, I eat 
kind of strictly clean. Um, but a lot of the times, at least like a week and a half out the uh, out of every month, I would say I'm spazzing on Rosati's and, mm-hmm. you know, the Taco Madre and, you know, go to Bulldogs and kick it with the guys, get a drink or something like that. Um, you can enjoy, you know, you can enjoy yourself while you're dieting, um, but you just got to make up for it in the gym. That's really all it takes. Okay. Um, and, and you you, you hit definitely hit great points about, like, um, the ground beefs, the the rice, the the carbs, and counting. And if you want to go to that extreme, go to counter macros, right, counter calorie right. intake, stuff like that. Um, do you have to get into like um, supplements to you know get a, a good physique, or, or like is that like an optional thing? Definitely an optional thing. Um, certain things um, like branch chain amino acids and different things like that that your body don't produce naturally. Yeah, you can um, ingest from a supplement. But when it comes to, you know, protein powders and weight gainers and different things like that, those are all optionals. Like when I got my clients, I always tell them supplements are is that it's, it's a supplement. It's supplemented to your diet. So you shouldn't base your diet around supplements. You should base your supplements around your diet. Mm. So when I say that, what I mean is... Um, Let's just say, let's just say 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, 100 grams of fat a day. Um, now, say I hit all of those except protein. I was supposed to hit 200 grams a day, but right now I'm around like 160. Then that's when I can say, okay, I didn't ate my lean meats and everything since I'm running short right now. Then I can take a scoop or two of protein powder and leave it like that. That's where it can, you know, play a good role, especially like um, say for you, you know, you have a really busy schedule and you're working a lot. So, you know, you can't go and throw down a full meal um, in the middle of the day because you got a lot of things to do. That's when a protein shake or something like that can, you know, uh, play its part. But you should never base supplements as your your go to or your staples in your diet plan. It just works around your diet. Okay, for sure. That's, That's definitely great advice, especially for people that. You know, listen to the podcast and, and, and been thinking about getting to the gym. Um, what is, is there like levels of gyms? Like, can like a, a newbie go into like export or, do, or should they start into like a, a smaller gym or, or, or is that just like, you know, like a stereotype or a myth where like you have to go like start small and go up? It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a stereotype because, um, one thing I would say, because I'm thinking about, you know, owning my own gym in the future. Um, but if if a gym is a quality gym and it has quality staff and quality personal trainers, it doesn't matter if you've been lifting for 20 years. It doesn't matter if you've been lifting for two weeks. If they're quality personal trainers and they're quality staff, they can help you in all goals and all aspects. Mm-hmm. So if they can't give it to you, that's showing the quality of that gym. So it's like, you know, you shouldn't restrict your clientele to, oh, the only people that can come in this gym is people that's been powerlifting for 10 years or people that's been crossfitting for seven years. If you're a quality gym, you want people to get into the fit life. So that being said, people that's never done it, you want them to come because you want them to start this progress. Mm -hmm. So they should be able to help anybody at all levels. Um, now, it is some gyms that, you know, I wouldn't step foot in um, if, you know, it was my first day lifting ever. Uh, but those are norm- more, you know, uh, specialty gyms. You can spot those out without even having to go to it. Yeah. But like a LA Fitness, a Planet Fitness, Export, Crunch, any gym like that, as long as you get some research, you do some research and you get your knowledge up, you should be fine walking into any gym. And the, and the specialty ones are like more like the private gyms, like yeah, the ones that's that more like, private gyms, and exactly. Like, and like they're more, 
oriented to like the the crossfitters that have been doing it for a while and exactly. and, and and by that by that time you either been doing your research like you mentioned it right. and like, like cool yeah i can start here right and but you you shouldn't also know that like it's gonna it's not gonna be a humble beginning like you said exactly. beginning, it's gonna be like exactly you know they're, they're gonna expect the, the if you exactly. knew about it it's from the front exactly um so let's let's switch up topics um let's talk about guns you know yeah exactly i i, I <laughs> you you always putting on snap you know different you know rifles and pistols and stuff like that um obviously you're 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 you're, you're pro you're pro you're pro carry pro like gun and stuff right. like that when when did your when did you get into the gun life stuff like stuff like that i would have to blame this i don't even know if i told him this but i would have to blame this on my older brother uh maurice um growing up as a kid like i was always at his house his man cave had he just had he, he was a gun freak you know he loved pistols he loved rifles he loved shotguns he even had swords up on the wall <laughs> and you know me being a kid you know yeah. liking power rangers and different things like that i was like man i want to grow up to be like my uh, my older brother you know he got these guns and he had crossbows and you know he had all types of stuff and you know he did what i believe that every family should do um with raising kids is educate your young educate your young because when you lack the knowledge of how to use a gun or how to clean a gun or how to go about handling a gun, that's when bad things happen. Now, when you educate them at a young age, then that's when they grow up doing the right thing so you don't have to worry about that happening. So I would say, yeah, my brother actually got me into, you know, guns. He's the reason why I seen my first gun. He's the reason why I held my first gun. Mm -hmm. He's the reason why I shot my first gun. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely have to give all credit to him. But then once I got of age, uh, it was... It was over with at that point. Mm. Um, so like, what 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 do you think about like you know, the the how media like covers like gun violence and like you know everyone shouldn't be having you know these powerful rifles or or you know people are, like even go to extremes saying like you know they want to uh, take out the Second Amendment which gives people the right to bear arms like 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 what what do you think when 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 like you know, you know, mass shooting happens and like they automatically go straight to like gun violence or gun control, stuff like that. I feel like um, I feel like that's a I wouldn't say in this excuse because every situation is different, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But um, I would say that's, you know, just pinning all the blame on something that's easy to blame for it when it's something that's totally different to cause. Um, because like everybody says, you know, if I had my gun on this table right now, it's not going to shoot me and you people shoot people, not guns. You know, the, the bullet comes out the gun, but the man that's holding the gun is the reason why that bullet went out the gun. Um, they, they do portray, you know, they, you know, with the NRA and the government and everything, you know, they've been bumping heads for years and years. And I feel like that's never going to end. Um, but I, I just I just feel like, you know, it, it has a bad rap. I do believe that, you know, the way that we go about getting guns should be waged more strict. OK. Um, I actually wrote a paper about that, like though, to get a gun in Illinois or to get a gun in the States in general is extremely easy. Like two of my guns that I got, I got online. I didn't have to go anywhere. I ordered them from my house and just went to go pick you, them up. You didn't have to prove anything or anything. Simple as that. that. I mean, I do, you know, I have my Ford and I got my concealing carry and okay. it's all in the databases, but who was to say, you know, the day before I ordered that gun, I got into some stuff and now I'm crazy and now I'm just looking to get a new piece so I can do some damage and, you know, be on the news. You don't have different, you know, 
different gateways to watch for that. Um, like I said, I think psych analysis should be done every two years for people that own guns. Because just because I got my FOIA card and my concealing carry years ago, who knows? I've probably been through some traumatic experience where I'm like, you know what? Forget it all. I'm just going to go crazy. So it's like getting a gun in the States are, is, is extremely easy. But at the same time, the things that um, happen that's in America that goes bad, um, it's just, you know, we get the bad rep for it. The, the pro gun owners get a bad rep for it. All of us. We, we don't, you know, we get guns to protect ourselves and to protect our family. We're not trying to do all this crazy shit that's going on. Definitely. So when we see stuff like that, it's like, that's not the case. That gun wasn't the cause of that. It was the person that did that. It was the dude that walked into the school or the guy that walked into the church. It wasn't because that gun. Gun saves lives, too. That's why us in America is safe, well, somewhat safe right now. is because, you know, we have, you know, our army and our air force and different things like that protecting us. So it saves lives just like it can take lives. But that doesn't get broadcasted because, like I said, they like to pin the tail on the guns because it's so easy to do so. And mm. there's so many people that hate it. And, you know, when it comes to politics and guns, that's a controversial topic and people love controversy. So that's what I believe on it. I definitely, you know, I, I'm definitely like pro, like protect your, your family and protect like your own stuff like that. Um, and and I, I don't really have an opinion when it comes to like owning, you know, rifles and stuff like that, like. Some people say, oh, it's for hunting. Some people are like, you know, it's for protection. Right. And, and I believe, you know, if, if that's what people believe, right. I, I also like, cool, that's, you know, for me, I just want something that satisfies my need of protection. Exactly. Whether it's a pistol, exactly. whether it's like, you know, you know, a fucking crossbow, whatever. Right, like right. If, it, if I feel safe because I have it and, that's, you know, that's, that, that's all it really needs. And I don't even have to have it like, you know, I, I've talked to multiple people that said like, dude, I don't even have it like, you know. I have the clip over here and, and the gun over here. Right, like, right. They're both locked in, in a safe or, right. you know, they're in the garage or, or in, in the car, stuff like that. Because I know there's some states that, like, if they pull you over and it's loaded, like, that's, like, time or, you know, this, it yeah. gets in trouble. Or, like, you know, most people that are truckers that, that do carry have to have the clip on the glove department and the other one, like, you know, they have to be separated, basically, right, right. stuff like that. Um and, you know, I, I've also talked to a couple people and, like, you know, ask around because me, me and Danielle have been thinking about getting our concealed and getting our, our FOID and stuff like that just because of the times. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, exactly. And I, I definitely asked, like, what's a good beginner gun? Because that, that's a good question uh, to ask because, like, some guns require more experience. Right. As I've been told. Um, and some, some are just like, you know, obviously smaller, some are bigger, some are, you know, the, the ammo is a little bit more stronger, the kickback stronger. Right, exactly. Um, what, what was your first gun and what, what do you recommend, uh, people start off with? So my first gun, it was a, like a little cheap one. I still have, it's the one I keep in my car. Um, it's a Taurus G2C, I believe it is. Yeah. Taurus G2C. It's a real cheap gun. Um, that was, a. The only reason why I got that is because I was like, oh, I got my FOIA card. I could buy a gun. And I was like, I ain't got that much money on me right now, but I got <laughs> enough for that one. So that's why I actually got that one. Um, now, when it comes to what gun is best for you, that's a whole different ballpark. Because it's like buying guns is like buying cars. Mm -hmm. Like You really don't know what's best for you until you get in it. You ride around it, take a couple laps, fill it out, different things like that. So you might look at a gun um, because this is my experience, too. You might look at a gun and say, oh, yeah, that's the gun I want. That gun just look amazing. I feel like I would do amazing things with that. Um, and then you go to test it out, and it's terrible. 
Um, so, you know, different things of, uh, you know, the size of it, the weight of it, how the texture is in your palm, different things like that. Those are all things you have to take into um, account when it comes to finding the variables of what gun you want. Um, now, when it comes to, you know, ammunition and different things like that, like all of mine are nine millimeters. That's one of the most common cartridges you will ever find on the planet. That's why right now America is uh, running on a shortage of nine millimeter really? ammunition because, you know, with all this stuff going on, everybody like, okay, shit's finna hit the fan. We need to stock up. And that's what everybody did. So when the, the goofies were stocking up on toilet paper, the smart people were stocking up on ammunition. <laughs> okay. So that's why we having a shortage right now. But going back to it, I would say nine millimeters, you know, that's the classic, you know, it's not too much recoil. Um, it's not too much power, but it gets the job done. And um, it's one of the cheaper rounds too. Uh, so I would say stick it for your first one. Stick to a nine millimeter. Um, that you can't go wrong with the nine. Um, Don't get a cannon. Fucking blow your blow yeah, your, exactly. Your shoulder yeah, that's out. Another thing, you know, some people buy it because of looks, um, and that's not the case. Like, okay, yeah, the gun looks good, but when it comes to using it to protect your own life or your family's life, are you actually gonna do something with it? Mm -hmm. So it's like, are you buying it for the looks? Or are you buying it for actual protection? Um, and that goes back to what I was saying, which you're actually buying it for, because some people just use them as as use it as a toy or a show-off proper different things like that when it's something way bigger than that mm -hmm. um now when it comes to you know like i said the size and the recoil that's all on on your stash like me i like heavy guns i like full steel guns um they have polymer guns like glocks glocks are a big one of the main polymer guns that you know the the slide is steel but the handle is polymer so it's a okay. little bit lighter um it's basically like a hard plastic um, I don't really like those because, like I said, I like heft in my gun. And the one thing about it is the bigger the gun, normally the less recoil because okay. it's heavier. So if you have a light gun, a lot of women that's listening to this, yeah. um, a lot of women like, you know what? I want a gun, but I don't want it to hurt my wrist. So I'm going to get something small. It doesn't work like that. It's actually the opposite. The smaller the gun, the more recoil because, you know, you do have this mini explosion going in that chamber and that explosion is going to have some kickback. So if the gun is light, all of that explosion, all that force is going to be on your wrist. So the heavier the gun, the heavier it is to keep that explosion from, you know, recoiling back at you. So the bigger the gun, normally you have less recoil. The smaller the gun, the more bang. Okay. But then obviously, like, the heavier the gun, like, it's heavier. And then exactly. lighter is like, you know, you, you can draw it quicker, you know, stuff like exactly. that. So, and or it's, it's lighter to carry, stuff like that. So it, it, it's really, like, it comes down to... What do you need it for? How are you going to use it? And like how it fits your lifestyles, basically. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and, and I can definitely relate because obviously I'm in the car business and, and, I, and I go through this so many times with so many people. Like, what do you need the car for? Like, how are you going to drive it? How are you going to store thing. it? And stuff like that. Exactly. So, it, it, to me, it makes sense. And obviously, you're explaining very well to the audience, you know, you know and giving great advice about it. So That's, that's how it goes. Literally, when you think about it, when you think about buying the gun, think about buying the car. What are you using it for? How you're storing it? Do you have kids in the house? Different things like that. There's so many variables that go into it. So I could throw three, four different recommendations for, you know, guns that I would think will go great for concealing carry, guns that I would think will go great for women or your bedside gun or your car gun. But at the end of the day, you have to feel for it. You have to shoot it. You got to depend on if you got kids or not and different things. So, you know, it's hard to say what's great, but all you can go off of is reviews. And then once you get in there, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. And then what's a, what's a good spot where like you can like take like classes to like learn how to shoot and like, you know, 
proper gun etiquette and stuff like that so i would say um one thing that taught me a lot of um gun etiquette is you know youtube okay um, like i said my, my brother showed me a lot he gave me like the the basics but i was young and you know i didn't really you know it didn't really soak in so you know before i got my first firearm i was like you know i want to want to do this the right way um so i looked up different ways on how to how to clean it how to store it and different things like that um so youtube is a really good start just literally look up gun 101 on youtube and it's mm -hmm. millions of videos just spend a couple of hours every day before you uh buy your first gun and you will learn you will be surprised how much you learn now me personally i went to uh shoe point blank in naperville they're like a one-stop shop thing you know i got my foy car years ago but i got my concealment carry from them um it's a 16-hour course uh advised by the illinois state um you do it in two days they have saturday sunday friday saturday something like that um, you go in the first day, they talk about, you know, the basics, a chamber, a barrel, different things like that. Um, the second day, that's when you actually go to shoot. And then that's when they talk about the important stuff where it's like, if you were to have to shoot somebody, what will happen? And, and you know, gun owners insurance and um, different places you can and can't carry. And if you were found caught with that, what will happen and different things like that. Um, so point blank is really like the only range that I've been to. Um, they have this one place in Ottawa called The Pit. That's an outdoor range. I can't wait to go to that, but I haven't experienced it yet. But I would advise people, you know, point blanket. They're nice. They're knowledgeable. Um, the price points isn't, you know, great. You know, yeah. online always has better price points. But actually to go in for a first time, just to have somebody physically show you it, I would suggest that. Okay. Nice. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that you would want to advise someone about, you know, if they want to buy a gun for X amount of reasons? Um, I would say one thing, this is the main thing that I preach to all the women in, in my life, regardless if it's somebody I'm dating or family or whatever the case may be. Um, even if you don't like guns, like even if you despise them, one thing I would say is just get a gun, learn how to use it. And if you don't like it, you don't ever have to touch it. It can literally sit in your nightstand for years after years. Hopefully it should, I mean, hopefully it has to stay there. So, cause nothing crazy happens, but for worst case scenario, you know that if something was to happen and somebody was to run in your house and try to be, uh, make your family a victim, you at least know how to use it because mm -hmm. it would suck to be in a situation where you have a gun in the room, somebody's trying to take your life or your family's life and you can't do nothing about it because you just didn't like guns so you never learned how to use it. Learn how to use one, you never have to touch it until you have to touch it. That's what I always say. I appreciate it. Um, and right before we wrap it up, um, I just want to talk, talk about cats. I love talking about cats because I'm a I'm a cat dad myself, and obviously you you recently adopted a beautiful cat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we we named we just talked about her because she was messing with the cords. Boots. But boots, how old is she? Um, how'd you get her, or, or when'd you get her, and stuff like that? Boots is uh four. She's four months old. Um, God damn, bro! I know, man. <laughs> I got my cat. She was about to turn two. Two years. Yeah, she was about to turn two when we got her. Her name, her, her name's Nugget. We adopted her from one of my one of my uh, coworkers, bro. And she still has kitty tendencies, so I can only imagine like you bro. have you have a baby, bro. You have a baby, bro. Bro, um, look, <laughs> she look. We ain't getting that. Look, she yeah, she four months, about like four four and a half months. Um, I got her from my coworker, Bree. Shout out, Bree. Um. Yeah, she just she had a cat that always had kittens, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, you want one?" I was like, 
I always wanted a cat. Oh, I didn't always want a cat. I was wanting a cat like a week or two before she said that because, you know, with my lifestyle, with work and school, social life, and different things like that, I can't have a high-maintenance pet. Yep. So, you know, cats I know are really low-maintenance. And, you know, I never, you know, experienced it because my whole life I had dogs. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll take it. So I went went to go pick her up, brought her back, and yeah it from day one it was extremely different she hid under the couch for like a day and a half didn't even know where she was at i didn't know if she ran out the house because i never seen her for like a good 16 hours um <laughs> but yeah man it's it's definitely different i didn't notice how fast and how quick they're fucking and how smart they are oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. um i realized that what they say is true. Like, if the cat knows you don't want them to do it, they're gonna do it. A hundred percent. They don't give a fuck about what you're talking about. <laughs> so um, I realized that at a you know really early, and it's been like that like every day. Um, yeah, I mean, I love her to death, though. You know, I didn't, I didn't think that you know I was gonna end up with a cat or be a cat dad, but uh, it's definitely been a different experience. You know, um, even if if I could go back, I still would get her. Yeah. Um, but she is, you know, her peak hours are between like 10 p.m. and like three in the morning. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so bro. that's different. You know, I work in the morning. So, so one thing I can advise you is put food out right when you're about to go to sleep. Oh really? So one thing that I and Danielle knew about it because she her, Danielle grew up with cats. I never grew up with cats. I grew up with dogs right. and like like you know small birds and stuff like that and fish. Um, but I didn't know anything about cats. Um and I wanted a cat. And Danielle said if you, we're going to get a cat, you're going to mainly take care of it. I'm like, "Bet." Right. Um so right when we first started, you know, you know, brought in Nugget, um you know, I I would feed her around like 6 p.m. like her dinner, right around around the same time I would eat okay. or we would eat. Um and that'll be the end of it. Obviously, by the time I go to sleep, she probably already finished her bowl. Right. I, I I feed her uh, dry food. Okay. Okay. Um, and the only reason why is it makes the shit smell less. Oh, really? Yes. I never thought. Um, but obviously, your cat's small, so your cat doesn't have the, the her grown up teeth. So it's actually no, yeah, better. It's actually better for her to eat soft oh, food. It's softer. Yeah, it's right. softer. But you want to start slowing the 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 wet food. And get into dry food okay. and only give her wet food to like, you know, once in a while as a treat. Right, right. Okay. Um, that's what we do with Nugget. Um, but what I started realizing is that she will wake me up at four in the morning every fucking day for like a month because she was hungry. And I'm like, what? Why are you waking me up? And it was only me because she knew that. Danielle, Danielle would just push her out and like not like give a fuck. But right. I would, I would like she'd be meowing. I would get up because I was worried of what was going right. on. And it took me a while until I realized like, if I feed her right when she's gonna go, like, I'm gonna go to sleep, eleven, whatever, right? And I put like you know, I don't, I don't fill it up. I just put enough. Right, right. When she wakes up at four in the morning, she's gonna go check her bowl, and she's gonna eat. So she's not gonna have to cry at me. And then she goes, and then she. You know, she'll probably still be up, but then she'll just go back to sleep because cats, that's what the cats do. They eat and they go to sleep. I'm so glad you just said that because uh, <laughs> I was literally just telling my coworkers this. Like, every morning, dead ass, like, every, because I wake up at 6 in the morning for yeah. work every day. Every morning around, like, 4.30, 4.45, she literally sitting on my chest, um, uh, 
meowing and like rubbing her head on me and i'm like i don't know what that means if she trying to show affection or well, what do you want yeah or what do you want but now that you just said that you know her bowl always be empty in the morning you know i feed her before i go to work so i'm like you know what now that you just said that maybe it's because she hungry so every morning she wake up 4 4 30 and she hungry as hell trying to wake me up glad you just said that that's just yeah, probably just saying yeah i'm gonna try that tonight and um, see what that do and what else can i you know i i i just feel like having a cat I just like talking about cat, and I'm just like, bro. Um, do do you have? I, I don't see toys, but does she have toys? She got a couple. I'm in. I've got to get her some more because she be bored as hell in here. I know she do. So I got like five toys. You gotta get her toys that make her think. Okay. Or like has like noises. Okay. Um, because like cats are obviously very a keen to like noise and stuff like that. So. Uh, they they and they want to figure things out, so you want to always like do something that entertains her. And the other thing, and I don't know about if your cat, but does your cat scratch everything? Bro, feel that couch, uh, the leather. No, the leather part. Just rub your hand on the front. Okay, so yes, you need to clip her nails. How do you, man? Look, I, these I, are all. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't know either. I didn't know either. But you got to clip her nails because it hurts her. Oh, for real? It, she's scratching in the nails. Like, she's filing her nails down. Oh, so that's what... You see, I can't sell this couch. I can't do... Look, you see this, dude? Like... Yeah, this. so one thing... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to send you a picture of, of... I have a cat condo for my cat. That she... And the pole has has um, rope. Oh, I got a big-ass, like, six-foot one in my room. So She doesn't use it. So, But you have to teach her. You have to show her that this is for scratching. So like if I ever catch Nugget yelling, I like she'd be scratching. Like, my, mine's not leather. Mine's like you know, like regular suede. Regular suede. Cloth. So mine was like she'll rip it if she if she wanted oh. to. So I would yell at her, and like her, like, you know, she's stressed or whatever. That's why they scratch. Right. Or their nails are longer, so she'll go to the rope and just, oh. and like it'll file her nails down. But at, at a certain point, you have to clip her nails. Right. You right. Don't, if you don't want to clip your nails, uh, you can go to Petco and they'll definitely do it for you. don't do that. Yeah. Um. Dude, cats are just like, and cut cats. I, I like to say is like is like is like is like a woman, because they are, they they love affection, and then right. like you're like all right cool. Right, exactly. Like cool, exactly. Like. <laughs> yeah, she got like 15 minutes where she like Rob, I fuck with you, and then after that she like bro get out my face dude because this get out my face. So yeah, I definitely know how that uh, goes. You have it cool that I want to get that for Nugget wow. because that that little oh the feeder thing because. I just have bowls, and Nugget will not drink the water if she knew that water's been there for more than an hour. That they, helps. They like fresh water. Exactly, that helps. Yeah. Because she didn't drink water at all. Like, at all, yeah. At all. And so I, that's why, and that's the reason why I actually switched to, because um, I was feeding her dry food initially, um, and then I did some research, and that's why I switched over to um, wet food, because it was saying if she didn't like to drink water, but she did like wet food, you know, obviously the wet food is wet, so it has some type of liquid in it, so she, you know, can get some type of hydration from that since she wasn't drinking water, but then once I got those, she loved that. And yeah, then, and I, obviously, drink. when she gets bigger, um... You know, you put her on to dry food, she eats more, she'll gain weight, and, 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 you know, I can tell she's small, and she's a kitty still, but. I thought um, she was fat. I ain't know, I don't know how much to feed them. You just, you don't, you just leave them. Just leave just keep, food. You just keep feeding them? Yeah. Because I was like, damn, am I making my cat fat? I don't want to have, like, one of them Garfield cats. So, but, but, because no, I've been dude, feeding her a lot. Dude, like, the cats that we have, 
are just like, you know, um, what the fuck are they called? They're just random cats. They're like, there's no real like, uh, they're domestic cats. They just popped up. They just pop up. They're they're not they're not like like sphinx. They're not like you know. Oh okay, they're not like long coats or mancoons or no. They're not a specific breed of cats. Right. They're they're just domestic cats. Right. Um. So like their average weight once they're like fully grown is about like ten pounds. She's still a kitten though. Like so she's she looks fine, but my cat's like nine point five, and I'm like, all right, I gotta slow down. I need you. You got you getting too big. Um. (laughs) And I like I I live obviously you're like like if people don't know we we live in the same kind of apartment complex but the apart my apartment like there's a big ass tree in front of it so she loves seeing the squirrels oh okay okay so like I don't know if your cat just like chills oh, yeah. right there and just like watches people and shit yeah, she, oh yeah that's why you see these all bit up and then three of these is broke because she likes to jump in and just kick it right here yeah so dealing with that I got to get some wood ones because um yeah she just messing me up her claws out of the like I said I don't know what I'm doing I'm taking it day by day. Uh, she don't care about me most of the time, so uh, yeah, it's a love hate relationship right now. And then for the litter, for the litter, I always recommend getting the clump sand ones. Yeah, I think I think that's what I got. Yeah. Um, so when you change it, it's just like there's a bunch of clumps. Oh yeah, yeah. What's yeah. what's the other kind? Just like regular loose. For real? It kind of sucks. Dang, I can't imagine trying to clean something it with sucks. it not clumping. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that dude, was- like. I, I want to bring my cat over here just so she can she can at least put your your cat on like on on, on cat game on cat game like hey like do bro. this and, and you know have you ever I just recently started giving her catnip bro I won't do it anytime after four p.m. Oh bro it's crack for them bro I realized I gave it to her at like <laughs> seven p.m. one day it was my first time giving it to her I gave it to her at like seven p.m. I was like you know what you've been a good cat today I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and put you on gave her like four or five pieces. Bro, she ate him, and within like five minutes, dude, she jumped on my bed and just looked at me, and I moved, and she'd go a hundred miles per hour in the circle. I'm like, bro, I got work in the what, morning. What do you have on. to? What do you have to do is so you don't directly give her catnip. There's toys that have catnip in them. Do they eat the catnip? No, like they smell the catnip. They want to fuck with the catnip, but the toy holds the catnip in there. So they get tired while trying to get to the catnip, and then you just take the toy away. That's a game chat. I'm I'm glad you. Dude, go go to Pet Supply. Oh yeah, right down. And get a card country. so you get points. I just bought like, I bought litter, and the other one was fifty percent off, so I got shit ton of litter oh, yeah. now. Um, there's also calming spray. Where? There's like it says calming spray. I need that. You 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 don't you don't shoot her in front in like in, in like in her face or anything, but like, like you you catch her like. Actually, I'm gonna put you in two things, I'll, and I'll, I'll, that, I'll put you. I'll, I'll take pictures of it. One's a horn, that like it's a, it's a discipline thing. So if you ever catch her like fucking with something, you like you like kind of like spray it towards her, not at, directly at her, right. but like at a, that direction. And it's a big air horn noise that scares her, but the scent is a calming spray, so it calms her down. That's some next level shit. And then there's just a, another calming spray, just like a, and that's it. And then you, and you put that on places where. She will mainly mess with like your 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 yes yes. Jesus, man. She can mess with anything else. This is the edge of my couch. Just, they didn't took a toll from little. <laughs> and then and then once was like every like you know as they grow older they they get calmer and stuff like that. It's just like having a kid. So like what what age is that? Because I know she. I don't know, bro. I, 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 my cat's two. Is she still wilder? Sometimes. Bro, I, two. And, oh, and this is another thing that I did not know before I got boots. 
they really live for like 20 something years one bro my bro, i didn't know this my this is a commitment my mother-in-law's cat they think she's 18 years old Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and, bro, and she's still, like, she obviously doesn't scratch and fuck shit. At that point, she's, like, calm. But, like, once in a while, she gets, she'll get, like, her running in. And then she just chills for the rest I of the I did time. not know that. Oh, yeah, until, they live like, forever, bro. Until, like, the second month. They was like, oh, yeah, my friend, my coworker, he's like, oh, yeah, my cat uh, just turned 23. And I was like, that's a grown man. What you mean? Like, 23? Because <laughs> we used to dogs. You know, average lifespan of dogs anywhere between, like, 8 to 13 years. 13, you know, they, they pushing it. Yeah. 20, 23 years, bro? Yeah, bro. And you telling me your cat, too, and she hasn't even calmed down yet? She's oh. calmed down, but, like, not to the point where, like, you know, she'll still fuck with shit. She, she's getting right, smart. She she's getting smarter and smarter. That's dangerous. And, and, like, the only thing you can do is at least discipline her enough where, like, she thinks that, like, all right, I don't want to fuck with this anymore. That's the only thing. You, after that, like 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 you said earlier, like if they figure out that you don't want it to, them to fuck with it, they're gonna fuck with it. Yeah, exactly. That's what she do. I feel like when she wants attention, that's when she do things. You also want to get clear tape, clear double tape. Oh, I didn't think about that. Uh, and you can also get them pet supply because cat cats hate getting shit stuck to their paws. I so can put some tape on this. Clear tape, right? She's gonna get on top of it. She's gonna be like. Right, and she would never fuck with it again. With it. Exactly. You got to teach her not to fuck with things. See, you just gave me like eight months worth of tips. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't have figured out. Bro, none of that I learned shit. this by myself. Danielle knew, but I had to learn by myself too. Bro, I'm in this place <laughs> by myself with boots looking at her like, all right, so how are we going to act today? Because, like, yeah, man, it's definitely like having a kid. It's not like having a kid, but it's like having a kid, bro. She. <laughs> That's another reason. I was like, you know what? If I can handle a cat, maybe that's a stepping stone into me handling a kid, bro. It kind of is, though. Like, you know, like, you, you, you have to think for someone else at this point. Like, exactly. At, right. You right. know, for a while, you were just here by yourself. Like, it was just... Exactly. But now you have a cat. For 20-something goddamn years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she better get an act right. She put a bill under her name or something. Because, yeah, it's rough out here right now. Oh, I also noticed she doesn't have a collar. Oh, yeah. I, t- I take her off her at night. Because, like I said... uh her peak times is like between like 10 and 3 yeah. in the morning. So since I got work in the morning and she be running around doing laps in the living room, <laughs> I be hearing that bell okay, 24-7. Okay. I was, was going to say like, I she has, my nugget has her collar on at all times, but it's because I want to know where the fuck she's at. Right, exactly. So exactly. Like, if I hear her like moving ecstatically at this point, I'm like, what the fuck she's on? Exactly. But yes. like, Sometimes cats are very light footed, so they like they just sneak up on you all the time. All the time, I look over and be like, "Oh shit, what up, boots?" And that's how I go. Yeah, so I take it off her at night because she, like I said, she be uh, running laps in the middle of the living room at like two in the morning. Does she sleep on with you on the bed? Nah, she um she did like the first or after the first week once she got comfortable with me, she did for like a week, and then I got her that uh, cat tower thing, so now she's sleeping the same spot on the cat tower. Yeah, Nugget sleeps with us in the bed, and I, we have a, a little bed that she's never touched. She naps in her her cat condo or in one of her. She has one dedicated chair. Any other chair we don't do because she our chairs are suede, and her and her fur like just like fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
see. No, it's it's cool now. You know, I'm getting a. I mean, I feel like we both got a, a understanding of each other right now. Um, the only thing I'm Agreement. realizing now is that she's starting to get way more uh, athletic. Her legs are getting stronger, so that means she's jumping higher. So that means she's reaching things that she normally could not reach. So um, that's different. Um, no, I'm not used to that because I'm used to dogs. You ain't finna walk in the kitchen to see a damn dog on the, the counter. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's real different. Um, oh, man. Go get that spray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After yeah, after this, I'm definitely going to set go to Pet Supply because, um, yeah, I got I got some things I want to show Boots. She's been wilding. <laughs> yeah, man. Rob, I appreciate you, you know, take your time to do the podcast. Oh, yeah, I learned a lot. Man, I anytime. hope you learned a lot. Yeah, man, look, you just put me on game. I appreciate you. I swear I do. Um, you know, I, for the end of the episode, I always ask, like, is there anything, like, where can my, my listeners find you? Are you on social media? Oh, what, what are you up to? Stuff like that. Um, Snapchat, R-P-A-S-S-L-E-Y. Uh, my Instagram is R-L-E-E underscore L-I-F-T-S. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer right now, but I'm actually getting my uh, bigger certification through NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, should be certified by October. Um, I'm going to be taking my clients uh, late October. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested in guns, if you're interested in working out, let me know. Add me. I add back, and then we can go from there. I appreciate you for having me today, man. I appreciate you, Rob, and thank you guys again for listening. Go ahead and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Share with everyone. Share with your mom, your dad. Your cat lovers, uh, your, your gun, <laughs> you know, or workout, like people that are interested. And I'll see you guys next week. See ya.